0: Welcome to Text Talks. I am Tex, and today I am talking to a proper industry OG. As the frontman of Fuzzy Gish, one of the best ska-punk bands South Africa has ever seen, this man captained a chaotic ship that tore towns and stages apart wherever they toured or performed. Known for their epic, energetic live shows where anything goes... Their drunken middle finger anthems like Secret Police and Little Bird and Crazy Friends and countless others are still sung by loyal skankers all these years later. I am of course talking about the one and only Skank King Jay Bones. Jay, welcome to the show. How are you doing? You
1: start skanking or you gonna start bleeding? Fuzzy coming at you with a fat scar beating!
2: Ah, uh, great after hearing after hearing that nice intro, man. Thanks so much. Uh an OG, I like uh the OG thing is, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm doing good. It's like, it's um, amazing to be uh, on the verge of releasing a new album.
0: <laughs> I know, right? And congrats on 25 years Ooh, of Fuzzy Gish, a milestone achievement. How are you feeling about this, this new chapter?
2: Cool. Yeah, I know. It's it's um, you know, it just wanted to put out an album originally, you know, <laughs> and then <laughs> suddenly it's twenty five years down the line, which is just crazy to think about it because I still feel like you know, um, it's just started. At the same time, it has been you know, I know there's been a lot of adventures and stuff. So, so this is just another chapter uh, in 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 the book, and um, it's really amazing to be having an opportunity to do it and just like and go for it so so it's been like such a cool experience recording and and obviously through this whole pandemic it was like a real kind of focus point like you know we're not playing a lot of gigs but we're working on an album Mm. so it was it was brilliant for the yeah
0: you know, I was bitching before we started recording about what a what a whack start to the year I've had, but <laughs> but you, I mean, you had a n- not so punk but very scary start to the year because you and Tom, your drummer, you guys had yeah. tick bite fever and you nearly died. What the hell happened?
2: It's like started trying to start like a, a craze or a fad. No, it, it was weird. It was <laughs> like you know. I, I think it's all this rain. It's been raining up, up uh, uh, in Djibouti around here. It's been raining like. It was just extremely all around here. I went away, but it's just been raining and raining. I think with all the grass growing, everything, you know, hanging outside, you know, nature—it's it's it's cool, but it's dangerous. And <laughs> and we both managed to get tick bite fever, which is like a uh, yeah, not something I'd recommend. It's definitely—it uh, like, wasn't good. It wasn't good at all, actually. So luckily, <laughs> we both survived that. You know, we both okay got through that, um, and. And yeah, this year has been like a bit, of, then I had to go for like some dentistry, which is never fun. Hey, I'll tell you, it's been like oh, one of those shit. kind of, so I'm hoping to get it all out the way, you know, get it all out the way, ready for touring, you know, <laughs> ready to play. But yeah, um, I think, I, yeah, it's, it's, that's it. I tell you, it's, uh, watch out for those sticks. <laughs> that's all I can say. That's
0: my, my takeaway quote from this podcast, Nature. It's cool, <laughs> but dangerous. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, nice on nice documentaries. I love them.
0: <laughs> oh my god! But what's a milestone year without a little bit of drama hey?
2: Definitely. I mean, and after all we've been through, it's like you know, just like it's kind of part for the course. I guess we're kind of just getting used to uh, the. You know, there <laughs> seems to always be something going on. Uh, so whether it's pand- whether it's global or just in your house, something's happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know. I read an interview that you gave once where you said that band years are the same as dog years. So technically that means you're celebrating (laughs) your 175th anniversary this year. I had to do the calculation, (laughs) Jay. I had to. That's amazing. I mean, obviously, you know, there have been a bunch of lineup changes over the years for you guys. But what is that kind of longevity? I mean, 175 band (laughs) years or 25 human years. What does it feel like when you think about, you know, what goes into keeping a band and a brand alive.
2: <laughs> um, you know, I think it's uh, a lot like athlete's foot. No I'm joking. No, that's that's uh, <laughs> it never goes away. <laughs> no, um was It's like a scratch, but it's but no. I think you know it started out in a really whole you know we're just like in it for these naive wholesome reasons of like we love music and play, and we just wanted to jam and we love punk and we love ska and i mean it's it sounds uh, so it was and it was the truth you know and it was, it was a bunch of friends doing it and yeah there's been some fallouts and there's been some rough times and i honestly i think there's luck involved but at the same time i think uh just continue to to write songs and enjoy playing and try to keep it keep going i mean Honestly, there were times when you thought, ah, oh, you know, this probably, this is, you know, we're not going to, this is it, you know?
1: <laughs> there's something scratching at the door. I heard it twice the night before. It could be big, it could be small. It keeps on scratching at the door.
2: <laughs> and then and then something else would happen and people would come to shows and people would have a great time. And like, and when you see that happening, I mean, there's, it just keeps you, it inspires you. It's like this you putting out this energy and then people come into shows, putting, you know, giving the energy back. And we've been really lucky with like, really like a faithful core, uh, following people that really just come to the shows, which is, is hmm. almost like our, our, where the, everything first starts, you know? So, um, uh, it's luck and hard work and, I, and Hey, I have, if, if I knew, <laughs> I would, I think it's just uh, friendships as well. Yeah, there's been like, you know, going for it. It's an adventure. I love, I love like music like that. I mean, it's, it's like, it just takes you places. And I mean, it, I w- it was quite cool in a way, having a bit of a downtime uh, from gigging. But then as soon as you start playing shows again, it's like, oh, this is, this is cool. This is fun. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if that answers, helps uh, answer anything. But um, yeah, friendship, uh, luck, and also just the love of music.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't done anything for a solid 25 years, except not die or catch tick-bite <laughs> fever. <laughs>
2: but you're, you're ahead of, you're ahead of, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why do you do anything? But, yeah, it's like.
0: but I want, I want you to take me back to the beginning. Like when you think oh. back to 97, you know, the year that you guys started, what do you remember? Because that was like freshly democratic post-apartheid yeah. South Africa. What stands out in your memory about that time?
2: I like to call that, uh, yeah, it used to be BC before cell phone. Now it's BC before COVID, but it's like, carries on. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's true. In South Africa, there was this kind of first wave of really uh, a bunch of bands from the Nude Girls to Sugar Drive to, I remember going to the Roxy to watch Ambersham and we used to go watch, we used to watch, uh am uh, trying to think of some other Dorp honeymoon suites Uh, there was there was a bunch of bands that came out it was like a very kind of obviously optimistic uh Mm. it was optimistic the rainbow nation everybody was going for it It was very creative um but we were kind of like just before that those guys you know so we Mm. we used to go watch them and and and, uh they were inspirational um but we needed to kind of we needed to kind of cut our own way if we're going to get into this thing you know you can't like imitate you have to try and figure out your own scene or you figure out your own uh way of the head and trying to get in you know so um it was basically i knew we had to record something because <laughs> it's kind of it's a shame when when bands are around or a bunch of people and they never record anything even if it's just never goes anywhere even like so you would listen to it in 10 years and be like oh, ah yeah, yeah i remember that you know so it was so <laughs> that was the kind of goal it was like, okay, write some songs and, and let's record. And, and it was like, you know, we knew nothing about recording, you know, you just going on some idea of what bands are supposed to be like. That's totally not what they like or <laughs> that you've been told or something. Or And then, um, so yeah, it was, it was like, so it was a pretty exciting time, but also at the same time we felt like, oh man, like, you know, how are we gonna how are we gonna get in here? Like, where's that thing? And and I kind of around that time really got into punk and and sky and like that. And it was it was really fresh for us, because it was a lot of kind of rock rock bands or kind of rocky stuff, you know. So it was like mm. this was fast. You could you could sing about like you know like your shoes. You could sing about it. it doesn't have to be about you know it's painful love affair or like breakup or something <laughs> you know you could sing about uh all kinds of which is at, the, at that stage was like oh this is cool and and you don't have to have long hair because if you know what i look like i don't have much hair <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was always felt like that you know you look at these bands the guitarists look at these like long hair i don't know why it was like obviously i got was at that stage and 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 you could just make your own rules which was cool so combining that and going okay like you know south africa how do we fit in in south africa and then bring in this punk thing and 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 try and make it work and and then luckily we bumped into a whole bunch of other bands that were kind of seemed to be also on the same kind of wavelength you know Uh, Mm. and and that's i mean that's how scene i mean you need a scene you need it was cool, you know. We watched their band; they watched our band, and and it just started growing like that. And it was a lot about, yeah, just the community of it all, you know. Because you got—I mean, it was—it was before, like maybe it was email around <laughs> so long ago, you know, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, it was probably email. Uh, but yeah, it was like you had compilations as well, which is another thing that you know you used to get onto, mm-hmm. and you used to get on the CDs of magazines, you know, the front covers. That was like
0: well, oh, the SL. You know,
2: yeah, yeah. Or yeah. blunt or what is the other one? There was a yeah. And then there was um get the funk out, which is the little square format.
0: Oh magazine. yeah.
2: Yeah, those were sucks. Like, there there was if you could get onto those CDs, I mean that's those are the playlist makers, you know, kinda of out there. <laughs> Cause mm. that that would go everywhere. So yeah, it was exciting. It was kind of and we so we went and recorded. We recorded a few strange places. Um never you know, and hearing yourself is always like a bit weird It feels Like, oh uh, but finally, we found a spot uh, at Boxburger b shop with this guy, John Paul. Uh, and yeah, he'd, he'd, and we managed to record. And it was like, wow, okay, this is cool. He used to go to Bonnie Simon. He had his show on 5FM at this day. Look, everyone. He's coming through the doors.
1: Brilliant! He didn't even open them! He's here!
2: He <laughs> could take him stuff. He was on off the 10 or something like this. And, you know, just go and, like, knock on the wind on the... On the window, or the
0: That the, show was of, legit, though. I mean, can we just was, take a yeah. second for Barney Simon and the night suit, right?
2: <laughs> it was legit. It was the way to like. I used to listen to the gig guide on there. Um, it would be like, "Tonight, uh, you know, Ruby in the Dust, <laughs> Eight Legged Groove Machine with," uh, and I, you know, and I'd be like, "Ruby in the Dust. This place sounds amazing." It's like you know, you know, just this your whole imagination and. Uh, would go with it and you know talk about all the gigs around the country going oh man i want to go and play this place and that place and 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 then and he'd have his like um essay top five or ten or whatever so you could take him demos you could take him stuff and he'd listen to it and play it he was yeah he was a real kind of champion for the for the bands. so, mm. so that so yeah i remember he did an interview with us <laughs> I've still got it on tape it is it is like he's really trying his best to get us to say something and we're just kind of giggling and laughing in the whole time because oh it was our first interview you know it's like what do you play like, oh like music and and he's like yeah, and? and yeah it's cool you know like we just like yeah. just <laughs> but he was there you know he was doing it and he invited us uh, it was it was it was cool and that's how I remember a lot of of that's that kind of, uh, I mean, just trying to get your music out, getting somebody to sing a, along to a song, playing all kinds of places. Mm. And yeah.
0: You know, with punk rock internationally, dating back to like the mid 70s, you guys were definitely way ahead of the curve in South Africa. But when I think about punk rock, ska rock, I think about Fuzzy Gish and I think about Hog Hoggity Hog. Like the, those two bands for me are the pinnacle of. South African punk rock, ska rock. What what was your yeah. relationship like with the guys from Hog Hog? Because I know yeah, you played was, some shows the... together. I've seen some shows. I've seen oh, some yeah, shit yeah. go down. <laughs> yeah,
2: we we uh, we had this, we had a, we have history. We had our I mean our histories are intertwined. And like, yeah, I mean, I remember I went down to uh, live in Cape Town for a bit, uh, b- almost before we recorded even with Fuzzy, and I was driving around and then this guy came up to me like, Hey, what you listening to? You know? And then later on, I found that was George. So that's, I got to know him before even, uh, he was there. Uh, I went and took some photographs of the hogs playing at, I'm trying to think of the spot now, man. It was like, uh, it'll come back to me, but yeah, I've got a whole lot of photos of them playing. So I was like interested. There was, um, they were like wondering what's happening up in Joburg where, you know, what's happening in Cape town. We were almost like, uh, um, the same on either side, you know, like mm. the same. Yeah, we kind of really um, got along well, uh, drove each other crazy. Got along well, uh, but we played so many shows together, and we, yeah, we were important for each other. And and they were like these, uh, the you know, they were <laughs> they were always one level above, you know, when it came to the party or the the antics or <laughs> whatever. So always naked. Yeah, always naked. I remember we were like, you know, this, wow, this naked and just like taking it, like, wow, wow, this is crazy. But um, yeah, we hooked up a bunch of shows for them up in Joburg all uh, around here. They did the same for us, and um, they had. It was interesting because they had this interesting relationship with this other band down there called Nashama, which Nashama were like. A very kind of this wholesome kind of hardcore Christian band or something, and then the Hogs are this chaotic kind of you know kind of anarchist whatever uh, yeah. ska punk band. But they kind of used to organize shows together and do stuff together. But they kind of couldn't really see eye <laughs> But they still had this kind of it was a really strange, interesting scene. And um, it was it was like uh, I think our first show was uh, coming down to Cape Town. I remember uh, was at the Purple Turtle and yeah, we never played and then people were singing along to the songs and I realized, oh man, doing, making Amazing. that recording was a good thing, you know? <laughs> but yeah, the Hogs, I mean, yeah, I can say like they're definitely part of, part of us. Uh, mm. It's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Family, family.
0: Yeah. R.I.P. George Bacon, one of mm. the best in the game. Carry on
2: Yeah, man, that was, that was, uh, a, it was such a, um, s- like, sad, tra- tragic, don't know how to deal with it kind of situation, you know, when that all happened. And, um, uh, yeah, I think, I think after, after George passed away, like, honestly, it kind of were a bit directionless, a little bit in a way ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, like, it was kind of like felt, you know, like, wow, because, you know, it's it was always important to see the hogs um, were putting out stuff. Uh, and then we'd like, yeah, you know, we we're trying to do, like, you know, just help competitive in a way, you know, like in a friendly, like a way, you know, just keeping each other. So it was a bit of like, you know, our, our Joker had gone and Batman was kind of like, okay, now, <laughs> now what am I going to do? So it was, yeah,
0: mm. very sad. But, you know, I feel like while his death left a, huge gap in the scene and like you said you know you've you guys might have felt a bit directionless after he passed away i feel like there's been a a rebirth lately of bands coming back or bands reforming bands doing new things you know what i mean there's almost like a resurgence post-covid and yeah i know you guys released in 2020 the flaming funnels of fuzzy, which was this live <laughs> album that you recorded during one of your shows yeah. when you brought down no effects um, and I thought that that because it, it was it had been a really long time it had been like maybe yeah. seven years since your last <laughs> release and then you know we're all suffering in the middle of this pandemic and oh fuzzy you're dropping an album and you're like what is <laughs> what is happening but I thought that that was so Random, but rad, because it was like listening back to this epic live performance. And I'm sure, you know, you guys, when you were busy putting it together or, you know, putting the finishing touches on it, I'm sure it transported you back to that time, right? And that feeling of the tour and being on stage. Talk to me a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely one of the powers of music. I mean, as you know, like nostalgia or, or just or just the fact that it can take you to those places. You know, like you'll always know where you were on a holiday when you heard this or whatever, or or those people that were around. And I think, um, I mean, we were playing. Yeah, that was recorded at the baseline in Newtown, and it was there were two nights with no effects, and, and I think that was the one of the nights, and we were playing obviously. Um, going for it like with no effects when no effects are in the house you know you you play your <laughs> your show goes to like really um, potentially pretty fast you play pretty fast but you just play you know you just do your you go for it and uh, it was yeah it was important like I think for us um, we'd been overseas and all this and, and it would have been great and and every time we had been overseas like you meet it's just important to be around uh, some bands to get other influences you know and to just see what's what's the level like where mm. like because you know are, are, are we behind are we ahead are, where do we fit in like how, what's the level because you know sometimes you feel like you don't know and uh, uh, it was cool because it showed us that we would, you know we could play with any bands uh, we also learned a whole bunch of things you know just uh, tricks um, or just, just how they handle certain situations or stage or whatever and, and you know all these bands got, they're like like you realize it's it's you don't have to be like other bands. It's like more about like your own strengths or your own your own character, you know? And being like confident enough or like to do it, you know, and say, hey, like this is our thing, you know? I mean and and you know, like it or don't like it, but we're going for it. And, and 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 most of the time, like the passion when people are around see see somebody with passion, no matter even if it's something that they're into or not, they just appreciate the passion, you know. The, mm-hmm. ah. Yeah, that's that's. I wish I had that passion, or or like I want to have that passion about something. So yeah, it was it was really important for it was that kind of education, you know, (laughs) Um, and and to hear those recordings I hadn't heard them forever. Um, uh, It was I thought it was going to be hard you know because sometimes you hear you hear all the things that you did wrong <laughs> or you're like
1: oh. <laughs> but
2: it was you know it's like i think it's natural like you always like hear those things but uh i was like oh no these are actually okay here these are okay <laughs> i can live with this <laughs> so i'm just glad that we managed to record it um it was it was epic it was it was great and we had to put out something i mean you know as you say it'd been so long <laughs> um so Malcolm Rockwell, uh, basis, he was he got this, and he's, he's like, dude, like, we got so many recordings of live stuff, and all this, we have to put this stuff out now. I said, Cool, cool, let's do it.
0: Uh, so, you see, okay, so I was under the impression, I had a sneaking suspicion that you were sitting on a shit ton of live recordings, and you just confirmed my suspicion. <laughs> so, now are you going to be releasing more of those because you have to give the people what they want, right?
2: If the people want to I sure show, a show uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like um, I think if there's deaf. I mean, it's you know, it's hard for for me. Like I know, like a, b- a bunch of bands that I'd love to hear like their live recordings from all over, no matter what and whatever happened. It's hard for me to like think like you know, put out my own stuff. I'm like, do, do people really want to hear this? <laughs> you know, like really? <laughs> so so I think. um, I think there is more in the pipeline coming. Definitely. I think there was a big break. Um, yeah. And now we need to do, you know, put out stuff and, and the fact that like, that we just put this album together now, is like, Oh, inspiration. Ah, let's just, let's just, let's do some more, man. Let's, let's do some more stuff.
0: Mm, I'm going to answer to the people and and say that they do want more live recordings.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Cool. We'll put out some stuff. uh, Definitely. I I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I think it's in like a, you know, uh, Cases and bags and all over the place. Um, It's going to happen. (laughs) And it's. I mean, I guess that's one of the the cool things. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, love and hate for the new world of of streaming audios and streaming services and all this. But I mean, you can put out a lot of releases for good or for bad, you know.
0: You can you can you put can, out a yeah. lot of new releases, and you can also capitalize on your international following, following which I know mm. is pretty banging. Because you know you you touched a few minutes ago on you know how you t- toured Europe. You you did two European tours. You you played the states. Mm. You played Australia. Um, I, I mean, were you ever left all of this touring that you did? Were you ever left like? feeling very surprised in terms of how much these people halfway around the world, you know, when we didn't have streaming or social media, how they connected with fuzzy on a musical level and a performance level.
2: Yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's amazing. and, And kind of, uh, great great when you hear like there was Australia I went to the States on my own uh, that was just on a, a solo thing but with Australia I went with Fuzzy, Gish and, and, and I mean there were still people like emailing us you know a few years later I mean which is just totally unexpected you know like uh, it is amazing when when you connect with people like that Or or the best thing that I never really kind of thought about much when it was starting it only happened like later, is when people would say ah, you inspired me to do this or I listen to Fuzzy Gish when I do this and like, I mean from, there was a dude that used to play uh, like a golf kind of, I guess he was a semi-professional golfer, he's like I listen to Upper Hand before I play golf But I was like, I did not expect that, you know. That that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I didn't think that it was going to be inspiring golfers, or, or um, there was a, you know, like a, a kind of a producer, electro- electronic producer from from some small town, and he was like, oh no, Fuzzy Gish was a big inspiration for me, just to show me, like, you know, how to you can DIY or you can do things yourself, and i must just do what I want to do, and so that is like amazing to hear that and to think of all the places your music goes that you just don't know or i mean there's a lot of places and i mean there's a lot of stories it's just it's a little overwhelming like you don't want really, to like think about it too much but it's it's one of the great things about music it just you can travel it, it goes around and and with the punk thing and that was also community-based but still you know you you've got to you got to play Half decent, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be short-lived. Um, and and so, yeah, I, I, you don't know what to expect basically, and it's everything is just like go, go with it and, and and enjoy.
0: But you know, when you're on the road, you play a good show, or fingers crossed, you play a good show. But then you have a good jaw, <laughs> right afterwards.
2: But yes. <laughs> well, sometimes,
0: <laughs> what which country? Joel the hardest like which country were you like wow okay if we stay here we might die
2: <laughs> South africans not a troller um <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> we've been here for quite a while now so we can survive most places actually <laughs> uh i think i mean true that's a that's a tough one to say i mean we met like we played some uh like in Germany, we played at some squats. that were like, you know, like, like look like, like places like Chemnitz, you know, that are, they, they look like they sound. They're just like, you know, pretty tough, hard places. And you'd play there, but the people would be like really cool and up for the party, always, always up for it. You know, you'd play, a, you know, be like an abandoned, like, warehouse that looks like it's been bombed or something, but it like, have a huge pa in there and everybody comes out and and has a good time so i i think i actually need to start writing down some of these things because (laughs) there's a lot of i kind of realize you know if you don't write this stuff down it's going to be forgotten and i think i need to get a hold of all the dudes that were on these tours (laughs) and just say hey let's let's put our memories together at least so we can remember some stuff but i mean australia yeah Those. Those savages down there they're pretty they're a pretty wild bunch, <laughs> but I'd say South Africas uh know how to party with the best of them to be honest with you uh we went to Denmark and had a particularly like random experience. That had nothing to do with music, but everything to do with getting stoned and uh, <laughs> turning to a paranoid. And then that night, we really didn't play well. I can, I can guarantee. You, I kind <laughs> I of know. We got the recordings from that night, I think. And I think it would be uh, stoned in Denmark or something like this, you know, wasted in Denmark. <laughs> Just, uh, it's more of a comedy. But um, yeah, so save that stuff for afterwards. Uh.
0: <laughs> My suggestion would be. To get all of those people together, like you said, to share your memories Mm. about all the crazy shit that happened on tours and in different countries and do a limited edition podcast, because that would be rad. And then you can play like snippets of those songs that you think are hideous, but people are probably going to love. Like, I think that that would be rad. I would totally tune in and listen to that.
2: Okay. Okay. That would be, that's, that's. You kind of like, you know, that gives me, I want to like do something like that. It would be cool. And I think, uh, yeah, thank you for the, the nudge or the push. I mean, Listen, I've got a lot of. I'm
0: here. I'm here all day with the good ideas, okay?
2: <clears throat> <laughs> okay watch out. You might have uh, um, more than you can, you know, I'll be getting a whole, you know, kind of sucking your ideas and go, hey come on can you just uh what do you think about this what do you think about this but i think uh because sometimes you have an idea, you just need somebody to say yeah, uh, you know do it do it um and uh there's there's a lot of i mean i have a lot of cds from also from or like demos from like the mm-hmm. punk bands that are all around like you know from i don't know green pepper harry oh, and all, to the kitty fiddlers to atfn to leak to you know just like tons of so it would be cool to just to kind of go back and play like yeah, go through every, all of those. So I'll be in yeah. touch. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, to know <laughs> I'm
0: coming. Like I said, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here all day. This podcast started as uh, a drunken idea uh, at Van Hunk's. So <laughs> anything is possible.
2: Like, <laughs> anything is possible. How, yeah, I think <laughs> that's how most good things start, baby. Hey, like it's something like you know that's that's the way. Hey, like so. Well, let's do it.
0: (laughs) Definitely in my life. But listen, one of the stories, because there's so many stories, right? We can just sit here and chat all day about crazy shit that's happened (laughs) to you on the road. But I want to talk about... When you were on your way back from a show in Bloom and you were the victim of a kamikaze guinea fowl and they totally destroyed <laughs> your windscreen. How did you know you about have that? to explain you know the story that? to me in detail. Like, did you have guinea fowl pie for dinner? Like, what happened, Jay?
2: <laughs> so, you know, you've just played the Mystic Boo and it was a cool show the night before and you probably had go got a big party afterwards, and maybe you woke up with a hangover. And you. So <laughs> I was traveling with Rob Dog at the time, was our drummer, um, and I uh, had one of those power car it was Uno, you know, like a, we were in the Uno, which was. <laughs>
0: like the Fiat Uno, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's one, you know, you know the one here. Yeah? And mm-hmm. we're pa- pa- uh, pushing that little car all the way back up from boom, all the way to Joburg, me and Rob Doug, <laughs> And Rob Dogg is like, hey, I'll drive. For a bit, and I was like, "Are you sure? Yeah, I said, come on." So, come on. So Rob jumps in. I said, "Rob, you sure you should be texting and and uh, changing the channel? You know, like <laughs> lighting a smoke at the same time oh and gosh. while driving." He's like, "Don't worry, it's cool." And then we we're like we look in. and then I said, "Watch out for that." And you know, it's kind of like slow motion, kind of this guinea fowl went across the highway. I don't know. It, oh, uh, plain chicken for a guinea fowl is a bit of a <laughs> 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 it's something in there. I tell you, you wanted to be a chicken anyway. Uh, yeah, it smashed. Just landed on the windscreen, smashed it, obliterated it. Luckily, I mean, we had to take the windscreen out. It finished the journey with no windscreen and, and a whole lot what? of chicken feathers and, and a whole lot of chicken feathers and blood. Which was it's oh. great to come back. It's great to come back from a, from. A, They're back. Oh, whoa! Yeah, we had a good night. We had a good night. Like, covered in feathers, blood, no windscreen. It was great. <laughs> Let's do it again next weekend.
0: <laughs> oh my God. So I no think, guinea fowl pie for dinner?
2: No, no, I don't think that, that was the no, like it was gross. <laughs> I think we were both in shock. I remember <laughs> Like, whoa. And obviously being in the, the, the Fiat Uno, uh, I think we were behind everybody else. So like, we were like, <laughs> but the car still went fine, you know, and we just made sure the guinea, guinea fowl wasn't in the car. Like it I can't even remember where the guinea fowl was, and I definitely didn't want to eat any after that.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So the guinea fowl missed all the cards in front of you and hit you?
2: It came for us. It was totally out. <laughs> it was up You could tell. <laughs> it got my eye oh on my you. Oh, my God. It just uh, – and I think Rob was concentrating on some other things at the time. And I was like, Rob, do watch to check this thing coming? And by the time he's kind of looking up <laughs> – <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, and you know, it was. It was just totally random. Uh, one of those things in this world that you just cannot. You know, like a two seconds over there, or one second ahead, or whatever. You know, if the guinea file. It was obviously, a kamikaze guinea file. That's it.
0: A kamikaze guinea file. That's exactly yeah. what he was.
2: <laughs> a kamikaze but- file. No, sorry, that sounds bad. <laughs> <no one else. laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, that's amazing oh my god that is amazing Jono producer, so 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 please, can we, please can we make that the the tagline of this <laughs> of this podcast a fault. oh my god
2: okay, yeah i could get a whole bunch of different a different audience but yeah uh...
0: <laughs> but listen you know throughout our entire uh, conversation I mean I've been I've been Throwing out there how great you guys Are on stage and you know how Renowned you are for your live shows But I think one of the most Incredible things That you'll be remembered for um, Was Your record for <laughs> The longest Fuzzy show Played right which was Rockwell's 40th birthday or Bass's 40th birthday yeah. Which was just over Two hours long, Jay. Two hours and forty <laughs> songs. I mean, that's absolutely nuts. Because you know, you start I, I, on a high, and then like you just keep building you know, and building. But 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 how? Like, <laughs> do you remember oats, how you, know, you felt most... <laughs> after that performance? Like, I mean, in, did you in, even like, make it to the after party? It's it's, like, it's it's like
2: a marathon, you know, and you kind of hit the and you push through it and then it's like amazing. It's an enlightenment at the end. You're like, yeah, because you can do it. You know, you just got to, just got to, just got to make sure you, you, you're, you you pace yourself, which is sometimes kind of hard, you know, obviously. (laughs) But I mean, luckily we have, over forty songs to play and um, and we can remember them, which is great <laughs> that we have a lot of songs that we should remember that we've forgotten them we need to get back on but um yeah it was it was I think what happened was actually that was the second time we did it because we thought, oh when anybody turns forty we're gonna do forty songs you know, and actually I'd done that a a year or two before. Uh, Rockwell I don't want to uh, reveal too much, but uh, <laughs> and then so so I guess it's one of the other guys is going to be forty soon, and we're going to have to do it again. And then there's going to be a whole lot of swearing, and and but we'll do it. It's fine. Once you go in, it's awesome, and you know everybody's like jumping around, having a great time. It's like such a like this kind of uh, recycled energy, like a symbiotic kind of thing. You know, like we put out energy, people are it, putting it back, putting it around. It's so it just escalates. Until uh, somebody basically just passes out. Uh, <laughs> and Yo, you have
0: to do it again. You have to.
2: to. We will. We will. It will. And and um, I mean, some of our songs. Let's be honest. Are like you know a minute and a half. So we you know that that helps a bit.
0: <laughs> well, luckily you have a sixth uh, album I know. Now, we have now with a more new songs, songs to choose from, <laughs> so it can be like like two and a half hours long, like forty. <laughs> For, for Wait, no, 49
2: songs <laughs> yeah exactly 60 songs wow. how old is this band <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I want to talk about your six studio album right which drops tomorrow under mongrel records shout out Warren mm. Gibson legend your first single Believer right it's about social media fake news talk to me about choosing that as your first single
2: <laughs> yeah I was I was I, did, I didn't expect it but uh, everybody else is like yeah, that's that's Dude, this is this is popping. This is the one. This is rad. This is awesome, and I mean, I was I was happy to go with it. Uh, to be honest with you, like, uh, I think um, the process was that uh, I was uh, writing uh, the songs, demoing them, and then sending them out to the guys, and then everybody would kind of giving me feedback. So. So they were all, like, really, you know, dear and close to me, all my little children, and I didn't want any of them to go out first. And <laughs> them all to go together, but we couldn't release them all like that. And uh, so I just went with what what, um, what Warren and what uh, what the rest of the band uh, felt, you know, and, and Matthew, the producer, and they really liked that one. It just, they were like, oh, this is... And it is, I mean, it's essentially, like, something I always wanted to do. It's kind of fun, this kind of heavy, stoner, uh, 70s... Rock riff, uh, and then but then put a horn line on it. um, I think because it works so so well, which is kind of like I mean, we're not like don't generally play heavy, stoner rock groove. (laughs) Like you know, it's not really our. But. uh, Mm. there's a, there's a lot of great stuff there and it's, it's a whole world of awesomeness and I like to call it Skadoom and I think we could be heading into some new territory So Skadoom
0: Skadoom Skadoom
2: I'm done with the Skadoom yeah. <laughs> yeah the doom and, and I think it's it's yeah so they uh, just hey everybody really dig it so yeah that was the decision it was like this is a strong song and it's and it's it's four minutes which is you know Quite long. <laughs>
0: Talk to me about working with Matthew Fink on a on the production side of things because he's one of the most intensely creative people that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting, and I just feel like everything he works on he works on with meticulous attention to detail. What was it like? The process. Yeah, well, what was this process like was really like, excited.
2: Yeah, it was amazing because when we when we got signed with one role and then we had these meetings and then it was like, oh, you know, Matthew's going to do the the album and i was like oh great because you know i knew of him and we we'd actually met a few times before we'd be talking about stuff but never had the opportunity um i think we both knew that we wanted to kind of work with each other so it was a great opportunity and then to actually see okay cool let's let's see what this is going to be about and you know couldn't hope for more like he was involved in from the beginning you know like wanted to get involved in the demos, not just like bring your tracks and record them you know i want to you know Let's, let's hear the demo. Let's totally like talk about this. So that was that was awesome. Like a real producer, you know. Um, mm. And then, which is which is uh, which is great. And and learned a whole lot of stuff from him. Very very relaxed, uh, it, but also yeah, as you say, uh, like meticulous at the same time. So make the band feel relaxed, but on it, and always you know mm. watching every, all the different things. And he brought out a a creative creativeness I I feel um I remember like there was some really good I mean some classic moments like the one I remember singing one line and going like ah man that's totally that's totally of that's totally you know that's totally flat and he said yeah I love it let's keep it so it was like that kind of stuff like you know looking for those looking for those um because it's you know, playing everything, uh, you're looking for some characters. You're looking, like you know, looking mm-hmm. for something that makes it a bit human. You know, and uh, you know that he's a big believer in that. I think and and living in the blemishes, living in the because the energy. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope to record with him again. Be great.
0: Uh, yeah, you you mentioned the energy, and that for me was the thing that stood out about the album the most because obviously, I, I mean it's very difficult sometimes to capture the energy of a band like yours
1: mm.
0: on a recording. And I think that that's yeah, what yeah. Matthew does very well. He did that on Shadow Club's first album perfectly. And that's what he's done with you guys on this album. And I feel like, I feel the energy of the album when I'm listening to it. So I think that it's going to be very interesting Um and easy to translate when you guys get on stage to watch and hear you. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna be jumping um, uh, on stage and, and tour? And are there Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There there's plans a whole in of, the pipeline? definitely. Uh, there's a launch gig and there's a whole like tour around that. Like you know, heading out to Cape Town and all the Cape. And I think there's a bunch of dates. I don't have them more with me, but that kind of that's about in May towards the end of may into may june so there's yeah there's going to be a tour around it and i'm looking forward to playing these songs you know it's like um we've done them all now and now we've got to play them <laughs> so uh i think uh yeah and, and the energy's there i think uh i there's a lot of uh it was a kind of like the the album feels like to me like it's it's um it's got ska, it's got punk, okay, it's got all those elements, but it's totally uh us. It's totally fuzzy gish. I think that's what Matthew helped us achieve, um uh in that sense. And and he's got like, the same kinda of similar references and stuff. Um and because he's done everything from kinda of country to to blues to whatever, you know, he's done a wide variety of sounds. Uh I think that that helps, you know, he was really like, hey, just go for it, you know, uh, uh, encouraging. And, and this album for me is a real, like it feels like a, all the elements of Fuzzy Gish that make Fuzzy Gish that we've learned, they're all in there in bits and pieces. There's so many um, different levels to it. So it's not like any other Fuzzy Gish album you've heard, but at the same time, it has a lot of Fuzzy Gish in it. Put it that way.
0: I cannot wait for the album to be out and for people to see the response. And I cannot wait to see you guys on stage soon. And I just wanted to say thank you very much for joining me today on Text Talks. This has been a long overdue chat um, and it's been great. It's been great to take a walk down yeah. memory lane and learn a little bit more about you. And I hope that, yeah, I hope we can do this in person sometimes yeah. soon. That'd be, and, and like be, have a drink.
1: Definitely. I mean, hey,
2: definitely. Yeah. I mean uh, and thank you so much.
1: another. I yeah, put another. Man. I put another man, man. mandate I put another man down.
0: joining us for another episode of text talks a huge shout out to tom's the only music store for always having our backs technically remember to follow text talks on all socials and subscribe and rate on whatever platforms you stream your podcasts on head on over to TextTalks.com for all our previous episodes and remember that's text with a double x from me your host text producers jonathan ings and matthew lewitz and research and associate producer al clapper catch you on the flip side